At the Cryptid Keeper podcast, we love to laugh at the darkness, but we would never laugh at the rich cultures that explore it, or the unique cultural significance of the creatures explored. The jokes within are on no one but us. We encourage additional research on the subjects covered here, and hope that a comedy podcast is not your primary source of information. Sometimes, we find ourselves at the mercy of forces which we cannot control or understand. In this case... That force was technology. We hope that you can still enjoy this slightly disjointed episode of The Cryptic Keeper, and we hope to keep you around for next week where we hope to make it up to you. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Welcome okay. back to The Suffering Box. Oh, The Suffering Box. <laughs> Welcome home. Welcome. Somehow we always end up back here. <laughs> This is the box where you tried to convert me to the Church of Scientology. Oh, I remember that. That was a cool, fun time. That was a fun thing that you did. All right. Good to go? Yes. Wait. Yes. (laughs) I'm not going to shine it on you. (laughs) Light is the best disinfectant. Um, okay. Welcome to the Cryptid Keeper Podcast, the podcast for cryptids and their keepers. That's us, and if you're listening, it means you too. Coming to you live today from the Suffering Cube in Addison's home, this is Alex Flanagan. And I'm Addison Peacock. The Suffering Cube is my friendly little name for the uh, sound recording booth that Addison has set up. I think we mentioned it in our episode with Steven, but it's just, it's all black, thick soundproofing equipment and pillows and insulation foam. And it gets very hot in here very quickly. And I'm a delicate flower. <laughs> yeah, it's where I record audiobooks and, like, voiceover work, but it's also not a pleasant place to hang out. It's not super great, but, like, whenever I'm in here, it means I'm recording with you. So I guess it's, like, got positive associations except for the fact that I hate it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> totally fine. Uh, sound quality's good, though. So, like, Yeah, I'm know, made of sin. Um... Yes. So you're the keeper of this week's scripted, yes? I sure am. And I cannot wait because uh, up until this exact moment, I have not told Addison what this week's scripted is. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? You gave me no warning. I don't know if I'm ready. This week, I am keeping the West Virginia Yahoo. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Let's jump right in. We all know that Bigfoot has many names. Sasquatch, Yeti, Yowie. But one of the lesser-known aliases comes from West Virginia, where the elusive cryptid is called the Yahoo. The Yahoo? The Yahoo. Like, yep. spelled like the website. It's spelled exactly like the search engine, but bearing no relation whatsoever. All right, well, give me the Yahoo answers. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, so the West Virginia Yahoo is a arguably a subspecies or maybe just a particular regional variant, or it could just be a dialectic name for it. But the West Virginia Yahoo is the name for a type of Bigfoot, specifically in the state of West Virginia, most notably in Nicholas and Clay counties of the state, um, neither of which I have a lot of experience with. And actually, I had never heard of the West Virginia Yahoo until I started researching cryptids for this week's episode, which I did last night. What kind of West Virginian are you if you haven't heard of the West Virginia Yahoo? Uh, one from north central West Virginia who has never ventured down into Nicholas and Clay counties. I mean, That's... I've like driven through, but it's not where I spend a lot of my time. Um, the, all of my experiences with Bigfoot sightings were actually just across the state line up in Pennsylvania in Fayette County. I did hear a lot of Bigfoot talk, but it came from up in the Pennsylvania area as opposed mm. to down further south in the state. Because even though West Virginia isn't a huge state, it takes like seven hours to get anywhere. Mm. Because if you stretch the state out flat, it would be a much, much larger state. And, you know, you have to go up and around all those mountains all the time. So mm. there's that. But since it's I'm going to be spending state. the next week in the middle of West Virginia in the woods, I figured I would at least... Uh, 
give us some insight on a West Virginia cryptid this week so that we would have, you know, a place to start from. Very good. And so that uh, I can keep a lookout, you know? Yes. Who knows what I might find? Alex, I'm going to need you to do me a favor. While you're in the forests of West Virginia, please make sure you bring a camera with you, like a classic film camera, and get some blurry photographs for me. Oh, of, uh, I, I shall do this. Everything you see out in the forest. I shall do this. Actually, my Instagram will just be full of, like, selfies of me and Bigfoot. If Sorry, movie- the oh, Yahoo. Yeah. yeah. If movies and lore have taught me anything, it's that, like, mountains and forests are just chock full, just absolutely stacked to the brim with, like, fun critters. Oh, they super are. And you're actually, you're going to be even more thrilled when you find out where specifically in West Virginia I'm going to be, because I feel like you may have heard of it. Are you familiar with Weston? Um, Home of the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum? No, what? How are you not familiar with this? So the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum is, like, a historical site, and it's one of the most haunted spots in the United States, actually. (gasps) Ooh. Yeah, it's this old asylum where people were locked up, you know, pretty much apropos of nothing, as they used to be in asylums yeah, like that for a long time. the mental health care system But let me tell atrocious. you, Weston is the creepiest little town. Like, it's neat, but the asylum itself is literally on an island in the middle of the town. Oh, my God. Um, and it's, like, always dark over top of it. It's this crazy old building, and you can... Um, like, pay money to go in there and have guided tours, or you can, like, rent it out for the night and, like, stay there without any guides and see what happens. Uh, yeah, around Halloween time every year, people always go nuts for it. And, like, lots of those national shows, like The Ghost Hunters or whatever, have been in that space. So mm-hmm. look it up sometime. It's really fascinating, actually. Yeah, okay. What? But I'll be just outside of that town at Jackson's Mill. That sounds like the plot of Shutter Island, first of all. Second of all, I just, uh, like... Like we'll do, we should do an episode on like haunted spots at some point because I would really like to go more into this. But there is something to be said, even if you don't believe in ghosts, which plenty of people don't. But also, this is a cryptid podcast, so what are you doing here? <laughs> um, and there is something to be said for the feeling you get in a place where you know atrocities have been committed mm-hmm. or people died horribly. Because let's be real, asylums like that were the site of just horrible human rights abuses and mm-hmm. like just awful treatment of, of people who either like were mentally ill and needed actual like care and help or didn't actually have any mental illness and were just being treated for some behavioral anomaly that people didn't care for. And I just I just think it's very interesting the way that like even if you don't believe in a physical entity, there is something to be said for kind of the feeling it leaves there. That's very interesting. You're yeah, it's there. wild. A while ago, like a couple of years ago, I saw um, sort of a viral thing going around that was somebody had taken a picture of like the historical list of reasons why you could have been committed to the Trans-Allegheny, and it was just, like, terrifying. I've seen that. It included things like novel reading and, uh, homosexuality. Yeah, and yeah. homosexuality. And it's yeah, it just pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but that's the Trans-Allegheny, so that's it's pretty creepy stuff. Anyway, none of that has anything to do with yes. anything, except that that's where I'm going to be next well, week. Well, and West Virginia. And West Virginia, yeah. So that's the area that I'm going to be in, although it is not the area that is necessarily native to the Yahoo. It's kind of close. Um, the counties are not bordering each other, but it's not too far of a distance. I'm learning something. The more we uh, go into kind of cryptozoological research and just researching just creepy and unknown stuff all over the place, I'm learning that, uh, like, as New York City is to theater, mm-hmm. uh, West Virginia is to creepy things. Absolutely, yes. It's like where most of the original creepy stuff in the United States is coming well, out of. Listen, I mean, I could talk about this literally forever. It's something that I think is a really fascinating subject. And I, I am always angry for a lot of reasons that West Virginia gets so slept on in the national discussion. But, like, when you think about it, historically, West Virginia is a state, the only state, formed directly out of presidential proclamation, but it is a state that emerged from wartime. I mean, it's a state that was literally created and identified by this sense of 
divisiveness and loyalty and honor and like identity and it separated itself from a state that was separating itself from the rest of the country like it's so fascinating but Mm -hmm. it was born out of the civil war west virginia's history is inherently bloody it's you know there's a lot going on there and not to mention um before occupation by white settlers it was just all Native American grounds. You know, in fact, there's literally a city in West Virginia called Moundsville because the city is built on Native American burial mounds. Like, oh my God. when you hear that tropey old horror movie thing of, like, built on ancient Indian burial grounds, like, that's the entire state of West Virginia. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, and uh, when we finally... When I'm finally ready to do our Mothman episode, we will talk about that then, too, because that's sort of where that whole lore and origin comes from. But it's... Yeah, there's a lot going on in West Virginia. It's kind of... You know, it's a place that nobody was really sure what to do with, even at the time that people started settling over here. You know, there was, like, all of this mysterious, unknowable stuff going on in those mountains and, like, the idea of having to cross into these mountains and find out what was there. And, like, meanwhile, people could just settle in the valley and, like, that was much easier and that was that. And West Virginia has sort of always been this folkloric experience of, you know, weird Appalachian generational tragedy. And it's really, really fascinating. But there's a lot of creepy stuff going on in Appalachia. Mm -hmm. And West Virginia is, fun fact, the only state which is entirely contained in the region known as Appalachia. Wow. Yeah. So the Appalachian Mountains sort of define that what we consider to be the Appalachian region. And those states usually are sort of like bisected by the mountains or like parts of Georgia are considered Appalachia. Yeah. Other parts aren't. Like obviously Atlanta is not really Appalachia, yeah, but like right. the Georgian mountains are. Or like, you know, parts of Maine are still included in Appalachia, but like not all of it, obviously. Um, but West Virginia is the only state that is fully bordered, like fully enclosed in the region of um, Appalachia. Amazing. So... Uh, tell me more about the West Virginia Yahoo. So let's talk more about the West Virginia Yahoo. Thank you for getting me back on subject. <laughs> no, finally. it's good. It was it was still interesting stuff. I love I like listening to you uh, talk about West Virginia because I know it's a subject about which you know very much and yeah, about it's... which you can talk for quite some time <laughs> endlessly. It's a passion project for me. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the Yahoo. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna get this for you from the Cryptids Wiki. Oh, we that's love it. Such a reliable source for us. And I think we love it's the good Cryptids to be Wiki. All right, so the Yahoo or Yeho is West Virginia's most infamous Bigfoot. As the name implies, the Yahoo makes a terrifyingly loud squall, which, you guessed it, is a loud Yahoo. (gasps) This can be heard on the TV show Mountain Monsters. We love mountain monsters. We talk <laughs> about we? well, we we I talk sh- about them a lot. We reference mountain monsters a good deal on this show. Um, I should well, specify. if you like mountain monsters, on the episodes Yahoo of Nicholas County and Bigfoot of Clay County, um, and here's another fun fact which I love: there have also been stories about Daniel Boone encountering and hunting a possible group of Yahoos. Daniel Boone. Daniel Boone. Daniel Boone, the Yahoo hunter. Are, were you ready for this? Were you no. ready when we talked about Teddy Roosevelt's Snallygaster Hunter? Here's our sequel. Oh my God, I wasn't. <laughs> I love it. Actually, I would love to at some point do an episode where we try to track down kind of historic, famous historical figures that interacted supposedly with cryptids because I find that there's a lot more crossover than you'd think. Oh, yeah. I mean, Abraham Lincoln had the vampires on lock. And I mean, absolutely. Snallygat. Like, I think that real American history is being hidden from us and it's a crime. So. I mean, one, yes, it is. And two, yes, it is. Bring the truth to light. According to Southern legend, the Yahoo has been known to eat from nearby gardens and even steal whole pigs. Oh. Yeah, so it's not awesome. I mean, but... the, that's also a quick escalation because eating from a nearby garden, I think, kind of like a, the way a rabbit or a deer might take like some <laughs> some plants or some veggies. 
And then you go from eating from a nearby garden to taking a family's entire pig. I will say it's funny because no matter where in West Virginia you live, it's not uncommon to just, like, walk out into your yard and, like, there's a deer chewing on your garden. Oh, uh, we actually, um, I mean, I live not, I guess, not that, that far from West Virginia. I live in Virginia, not too far from the border. But um, just the other day, uh, my dad was in the living room and uh, called me over uh, and there was a deer just taking a leisurely stroll through our yard. Mm-hmm. Not She wasn't running. She wasn't freaked out. Just taking like a little walk and a little look around. Oh yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm from Morgantown, West Virginia, which is like one of the, if you can call it, major metropolitan centers of West Virginia. But I mean, WVU is there and it's a pretty bustling town. I lived just outside of the city limits. So like it was a little bit more woodsy, but only about a mile out. And we would frequently have just like bears roaming in the neighborhood. Yep. You would just be like, oh, they found a bear up in the top of, uh, you know, Westbrook Heights. And I'd be like, oh, cool. Yep. That's, yeah, that's fine. Bears. That happens, you know. Anyway, can you imagine, like, looking out your window one morning, just, like, glancing out at your beautiful woodland yard, and there's just, like, an eight-foot-tall Bigfoot nibbling on your, on your lettuce, just, like, sitting there <gasps> chewing on your petunias? Like, I love that. Uh, the Yahoo uh, got into the tomato He's just, plants. like, hunched over, and you, like, see him, and he just kind of freezes. <laughs> uh, like a deer in headlights. Yep, I um, love it. Oh, the Yahoo got into my... Gotten some uh, berries. But I think that it reveals something innately humanistic about the Yahoo, which I love, which is that, like, you know, sometimes they steal from the garden, sometimes they're just in the mood for a whole pig. Like, they're omnivorous and they're down with it. Like, they're living their life. <laughs> they have cravings, just like you or I. Yeah, exactly. And here's another cool Yahoo thing. Uh, so, the Yahoo is reported to be around eight feet tall with jet black fur and makes a loud scream. I mean, same. Um, some people say there is more than one Yahoo roaming the Appalachian area. But and one notable sighting is a person who claimed to have caught a trail cam photo of a supposedly female Yahoo carrying a baby on her back. Well, that's a little bit sexist to assume she's female just because she's carrying a, it's carrying a baby. Right. It's not awesome, and I don't think we should impose our gender roles on the Yahoo. Yeah, I don't think we should assume that just because, like, plenty of species, the male is the caregiver. Like, But I think it's dope that, like, there's a strong career-oriented Yahoo out there who, like, was going about their day with their child just, like around you know like um, hey I've got things to do I've got gardens to raid pigs to steal but like you can come along for the ride it's evocative to me of like the the woman who was bringing her daughter to parliamentary meetings yes exactly yeah it's the same basically the same thing yeah who's carrying around a baby on its back on their back (laughs) I should say uh um while they go about their day of stealing pigs and foraging (laughs) and screaming the creatures like most Bigfoot variants around the world are purportedly highly intelligent and often work cooperatively in small groups so you know they're like communal cryptids they have, I love that. Yeah, they they tend to have like very human characteristics. I think you know, like the intelligence and like the foraging and the working in communities. Like, I, who are we to say that we are the higher species in this case? I mean, I'm already here to say we're definitely not. We are not. Uh, Mountain monsters says that acts of overwhelming hostility have been noted. Um, on the show, apparently, the Yahoo was said to have thrown small trees at the hunters. But like, can you blame them? All right, one. I really want to know how they define a small tree. Yeah, what, what, like a ficus? Is it a or sapling? Like, <laughs> is it, or is it like a, oh my gosh, what are they called? A bonsai? Or is it yeah, like, like a, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Or is it like a little oak tree? Um, also, also, um, if you're intruding onto their property, they're entitled to defend it from you. Yeah, so, I mean, did you just like wander into a Bigfoot housing community? Was it gated? Did you have the password or did you get one of your friends to sneak you in? That's yeah. not cool. Yeah. Did you have a pool pass or did you just go into their pool? It's not nice. I'm not saying they should have used force, but I'm saying that maybe you were liable for some sort of consequence. Let's leap over to the West Virginia Bigfoot Research Association for a moment. 
Amazing. Okay. You can check out their website at westvirginiabigfoot.blogspot.com. Are they hiring? Do you know? Um, I don't think they are. And you know what? I wouldn't necessarily trust their judgment that strongly on account of they misspelled association on their homepage. Oh, no. But, you know, everyone has room for error. Take it with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. Um, However, if you have sightings, you can report them by sending an email to bigfootinwestvirginia at yahoo.com. At yahoo.com? Because of course it's that's, at yahoo.com. You didn't make that up as a joke, like I, a funny joke? No, I did not. That's right here on their website, and I love it very much, which is why I trust them with my life implicitly. <laughs> that makes me very, very happy, and I'm very, very glad. But, yeah, so on this website, we have sightings uh, dating back a few years, pretty consistent activity in 2011, and then a couple posts from 2012, but unfortunately, Sunday, August 9th, 2015, was the last sighting. Um, and that was from north of Charleston. Let's just go ahead and check it out. Why don't yeah. we? This one's not super detailed, but I do have some others. What's after happened this. in the last two years, you think? So, this report is entitled New Picture from North of Charleston. And to the best of my understanding, these are reports that are sent in um, uh, anonymously and confidential, and then the website just publishes and, and posts them with some commentary. So, I have been out of the loop for a good while due to my wife's and more recently my health. Oh, no. I want to make it clear that there is no apostrophe S. So, I've been out of the loop for a good while due to my multiple wives. And, more recently, my health. Oh, no. I hope they're okay. I hope they're okay, too. It may be some time between postings, but I thought I would share this with you. I got this image taken about four months ago. It's 10 to 15 miles north of Charleston. These are all briars, which, according to the witness, were shoved under a tree on one side. He has also heard wood knocking in this area. Witness said possible structure is three feet high and approximately three to four feet deep. First thing I pointed out to him was the bark missing on the tree to the left. May or may not be relevant. He has trail cam set up in the area. I call them Bigfoot repellent. He also has audio recording going on. As soon as I get more information from him, I will pass it on. Now, I don't have the audio from this because the post has not been updated since 2015, but it's a really fascinating structure if you want to take a look at it. And I'll tweet this out later. Oh, yeah. So it looks like a little uh, Bigfoot hidey hole. I mean, it's definitely like a burrow of sorts. It is definitely like constructed. This is not just natural growth. Oh, it definitely is. But it's also like significantly bigger than most forest dwelling creatures we think of would make. That's true, but it doesn't seem big enough for... Bigfoot I don't think Yahoo. it looks big enough for a Yahoo. And I also especially don't think it looks big enough for multiple Yahoos if we're Ooh. to believe they live in communities. Oh, wait a minute. I have a very, very cute idea. A very charming idea. Hmm. Um, I mean, when you were a kid, you liked to build forts, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a baby Yahoo. It's a baby Yahoo. It's a little one. It's a little Yahoo nest. Yeah, it's building a little fort. I mean, it's pretty cute either way. Yeah, it's very cute. It kind of looks more to me like fairy activity than it does like Yahoo activity, but... Actually, yeah, it does. Um... And I say this as someone who, as a child, I used to, uh, this is a quick little tangent, not related to the Yahoo, but related to fairies and homes for them. But as a child, I was very, very into Irish folklore, and I was very into Mm -hmm. the idea of fairies as they stand in Irish folklore. And I had it in my head that if I just kind of regularly built houses for fairies in my backyard and various forests, that perhaps a fairy might decide to align with me and grant me a favor. So I would, at the very least, I would keep them pleased and keep their wrath from falling onto me. But at the most, I would make a new ally that would uh, reward me with forest magic and perhaps some kind of magical totem. Uh, so I mean, not out of the question. Yeah. So as a child, I built a lot of fairy houses, but it wasn't like in a sweet way. It was like in a I'm trying to form an alliance way. <laughs> I was a very pragmatic child. Anyway, well, uh, that's not a completely convincing post in and of itself. I mostly just wanted to read it to you to get um, an impression across to you of the scope of these sightings. Because the next one I have for you is a newspaper clipping 
from 1895. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is from the Newark Daily Advocate, publishing in Newark, Ohio, Saturday, November 9th, 1895. And it's just a clip, so I don't have the whole article, but titled, A Wild Man. This one, not of Borneo, but of West Virginia. Bluefield, West Virginia, November 9th. A party of hunters who were roaming the woods on Elkhorn saw a man ascending a rocky height, completely naked. The hunters surrounded the fellow and made an attempt to capture him, but as soon as he saw the men, he yelled and ran to the top of the hill. Alex, I know you're presenting that to me as if it is a Yahoo sighting, but I, I do not believe that that was a Yahoo sighting, since it sounds like it was just an angry naked man. I'm presenting it to you completely devoid of context, <laughs> and I'm allowing you and our listeners to come to their own conclusions. Hi, everybody. Addison here. You're probably wondering why I interrupted the episode. Unfortunately, I didn't interrupt the episode. It, We experienced uh, some technical difficulties, and the computer crashed while recording, and so about half the episode was just swallowed by the gods of chaos, and Alex is currently traveling, and so I wanted to just add in some of the content that was lost when the episode was when the episode was lost to the jaws of computer demons and so i'm going to read for you a few of the sightings that alex prepared for the original episode that were then lost and i know it doesn't quite compare i know i'm no substitute for alex but i didn't want to release an episode with no sightings and i also didn't want to not release an episode at all so i apologize very much if this is your first episode. I apologize very much for this not being a complete or fully formed episode, but I hope it was still enjoyable for you anyway, and let's get right to it. The first couple come from the BFRO, which is the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization, and we've got Report number 47225, which is a Class B report submitted on Tuesday, December 2nd, 2014, which is a possible early morning sighting by a couple driving near Hedgesville. This was in November in West Virginia in Berkeley County, which is, as we actually talked about in the missing audio, not very far from where we record this podcast, about 30 miles away from where we record this podcast. This was on approximately near Swinging Bridge Road. Observed. I was driving to work at approximately 7.40 a.m. when a small deer ran across the road in front of me, so I slowed down. As I slowed down, I noticed something running through the woods off to my right. It was six feet tall, approximately, with black hair that walked upright on two legs. It was moving much too fast to be a person and was definitely not a deer. There was a follow-up investigation by BFRO investigator Greg Lambert. So, um, the details from Greg, as follows. Upon a phone conversation with this gentleman, I can add the following observations. He and his wife were driving along a narrow two-lane road when a small deer ran across the road in front of them. Upon slowing to avoid a collision with this and any possible following deer, he and his wife both noticed a bipedal figure running in the opposite direction. He stated that they only saw it for a brief period of time, approximately six seconds, but they were sure it was no deer, bear, or any other familiar animal. The terrain was covered with a lot of fallen trees and would have easily twisted or broken an ankle of any human covering this ground at such a great speed. 
The animal was also running uphill, so he knew it could not be human with this agility and speed. The animal had broad shoulders and a bulky torso comparable to a large football player. The color was between black and a gray, and he likened it to a deer's fall color, but definitely not a deer. They observed it from approximately 50 to 75 yards away, but they only saw it from behind. The height was between six to six and one-half feet. The gentleman stated that he did believe in such a creature, but his wife was completely skeptical. Until that moment. Those six seconds totally changed her perspective. That was one of Alex's carefully selected sightings. And now I'll take you to a Class A sighting. So I'm not sure exactly how the ranking system works. I do assume Class A is better, but... I don't really know. I imagine it's because there are more details. You'll see what I mean. You'll hear what I mean. This is daytime observation through binoculars while hunting behind a home in Somersville. This is in Nicholas County, West Virginia, in November as well. The other sighting was also in November. November seems to be a month that is particularly rife with Bigfoot activity or with Yahoo activity. The fall in general, which is really interesting that there would be this very specific this very specific active period although obviously i think that would have a lot to do with hunting season and when people are outside but anyway this isn't for me to talk to you this is for me to tell you some sightings so location details this location is directly behind my house somersville west virginia we have a bear in this area a lot this wasn't a bear and this person has included their address and their phone number, but they have, of course, been blocked out because this is a public website and I don't know what they were doing. But here's the observation. On November 24th, 2015, I was hunting deer during firearm season back on the hill behind my house. I am going bonkers, for lack of a better word, trying to process what I saw that day. I was walking up an old dirt road. The ground was wet, leaves, etc., so I was very quiet. I reached an area where I was looking down into the forest. I raised up my binoculars because I, at that moment, was expecting to see a smaller black bear. As I was looking at its back, I noticed a very thin, white hairline running down the middle of its back. I thought, that's a strange marking for a black bear. I continued watching this creature for quite a few minutes. I wanted to see its face. Slowly, it turned its head as if it were looking into my eyes through the binoculars. Its face was solid black of the blackest night, very shiny, looked almost like black leather stretched tight. Its nose was very wide and had huge nostrils. It seemed to be hunkered down by an old fallen tree, and it was in the sunshine that was beaming through parts of the forest. It had no hair on its face. Everything was black. Its face looked human. I could see ears like mine, only black. Its hair on its body was a lighter black than its face and somewhat thin compared to a black bear's, and it wasn't dirty or mangled. It looked clean. In the meantime, as I was steadily watching it, small sandstone rocks were coming down by me from the road above. I didn't want to turn and look. I was watching the creature below me and figured it was chipmunks running around behind me causing small rocks to fall. But after seeing that face, I had to look. I saw nothing behind me. When I returned to using the binoculars and looking for it, it was gone. No sound whatsoever. I now feel that something behind me was trying to get my attention so it could get away. Someone said that it was probably a man in one of those strange-looking suits to hunt in. My reply was, and this is 
not great, but these are not my words. These are the words of the person who wrote it, and I do not endorse them or stand by them. He needs to get mental help immediately for the fact that everyone on this mountain this week are carrying high-powered rifles. I saw no limbs, arms, legs. I was focused on its head. It wasn't huge like the width of it. As I stated before, from behind it looked like a small bear, except it had a human-like face. I would appreciate any feedback. Forgot to mention that in October and part of November during bow season, I heard some very strange sounds during three of my hunting days up there. I call them jungle sounds. Ooh, ooh, ah, 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 woo, repeated at a fast pace. I do have a personal theory about this that Alex and I discussed, and um, she also considered on the original audio, which is that this sounds like some sort of silverback gorilla, and I have no idea how it would get to the mountains of West Virginia or to this person's yard, but between the line of lighter fur on the back and the description of the face and the sounds, it does sound very much like a gorilla. I have to wonder if there's some sort of escaped gorilla colony in West Virginia somewhere, or some kind of escaped Planet of the Apes type experimentation gone wrong. I don't know. Not here for me to postulate about Planet of the Apes. Okay, so those are all the sightings that Alex prepared for you, and I'm sorry that you missed out on some quality banter and some more exploration of what those sightings might mean, how the things might have gotten where they were, what people could have potentially seen. I will let you in on the fact that the West Virginia Yahoo is Bigfoot's cousin, according to our personal theories, and that because it seems to be most active in the autumn, it probably is a big fan of pumpkin spice lattes, but not like a Starbucks kind, like an artisanal one with like fresh ground cloves and stuff. You get it. I wanted to do some quick closing notes, mainly that your support and your patience mean so much to us. And hopefully this sort of technical difficulty issue will be avoided in the future. And I'm sorry if you would have rather had nothing than an episode like this. I personally felt guilty not putting anything out and I didn't want to scrap the episode, especially after Alex did a lot of hard work researching and was just very excited about the subject in general. So we hope to make it up to you next week or just with our upcoming episodes in general. And I wanted to do our usual closing reminders that we are on Twitter at CryptKeepPod, C-R-Y-P-K-E-E-P-P-O-D. We are on Facebook under The Cryptid Keeper. We have a Facebook group for people to talk about cryptids and all sort of fun things. It is The Cryptid Keeper Appreciation Group. Our music is by Andrew Giada. And as always, we hope we can keep you around and stay safe out there. <laughs>